From Radio Cayman's Newsroom, I'm Shanda Gallego with your latest news. The Cayman Islands government announces a two-day period of national mourning for former MLA Captain Eldon Kirkconnell. We get the details now from Radio Cayman's Dion Anglin. Captain Kirkconnell passed away peacefully on June 8th at the age of 96. He served in the Legislative Assembly and the Executive Council of the Cayman Islands from 1962 to 1972 and was made an officer of the Order of the British Empire, OBE, by Her Late Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. In recognition of his significant and sterling service to the government and the people of the Cayman Islands, Captain Eldon E. Kirkconnell will be accorded an official funeral by the Cayman Islands government. A flag-lowering ceremony will be held at Government Administration Building on Thursday, June 29th at 9 a.m. All Cayman Islands flags should be flown at half-mast during the period of national mourning. A lying-in state will be held at the House of Parliament on Friday, June 30th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. The official funeral service will take place at Church of God Chapel on Walker's Road in Georgetown on Saturday, July 1st at 3 p.m. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Dion Anglin. Books of condolence are now available at the Government Administration Building and House of Parliament in Grand Cayman, District Administration in Cayman Brack, as well as the District Office in Little Cayman until close of business on Friday, June 30th. A hazard management Cayman Islands hazard mitigation specialist recently supported the planning department by offering damage assessment training for the Damage and Economic Assessment Emergency Support Team in the National Emergency Operations Center. Following an impact from either a hurricane or really any other hazard, a standardized methodology is used uh, to conduct both the initial damage assessment uh, which has to be completed within about 36 hours of the all clear and also the more detailed assessment which is completed within generally two week time frame after the impact. HMCI director Danny Coleman tells Radio Cayman the assessment tool uses a scale from level one damage through to level four damage with four being the highest. The data is captured on a mapping tool which can be uploaded in real time if the internet is available and of course this can feed directly through to the NEOC. The National Emergency Operations Center. Ms. Coleman says the damage and economic impact assessment process is, quote, vital for understanding the scale of a hazard impact and often guides the resource support and relief aid distribution mechanisms needed to help the most heavily impacted and hardest hit communities in the aftermath of an earthquake or hurricane. Police are investigating a possible firearm incident in Water Place, Cayman Brack. The incident happened around 6.50 a.m. this morning. It was reported that the occupant of the residence heard a loud bang, followed by one of the windows of the residence breaking. Officers attended and observed a projectile inside of the residence, which is suspected to have been fired into the window. The projectile is not a conventional firearm bullet, casing, or marine flare. Police confirmed that it has been recovered to be forensically processed as investigations continue. Continue. No one was injured during the incident. Specialist officers from Grand Cayman are traveling to Cayman Brack to assist in the investigation. Anyone who may have information, you're asked to contact the Cayman Brack Police Station at 948-0331. A developer is told to remove containers being used as houses and a duplex after a recent meeting by the Central Planning Authority. Radio Cayman's Paula Cal has the breakdown of their June 7th decisions related to appearances that day. Island Taste Group was the first pitch of the morning with an application for eight townhomes on Arlene Avenue in Savannah, which was facing multiple objections. The item was adjourned until a later date at the applicant's request. 
This was followed by an application for four after-the-fact containers being used as houses and a duplex on Webb Road in Georgetown. The CPA opted to refuse planning permission for several reasons, including that it is, quote, not consistent with the objectives of the Development Plan 1997 in that the use of metal storage containers for the purposes of human habitation would not enhance the quality of life for the persons residing in the containers, nor would it safeguard the cultural, social, and general welfare of the persons residing in the containers. The authority is of the view that regardless of whether the containers could be fitted out to comply with the building code, the use of storage containers for human habitation is not an appropriate form of housing resulting in negative aesthetic, cultural, and social impact. The applicant is advised that the containers and duplex must be removed from the site within three months from the date of this decision. The board then adjourned an application for seven townhouses, pool, cabana, and a four-food fence in Red Bay from Classic 5 Limited before granting conditional approval to an application for five townhouses in Sitwell Drive in Boddington. The green light was also given for an after-the-fact addition to a house to create a duplex on Marine Drive in Prospect. Finally, they pushed forward an application for land clearing for a temporary laydown yard for material storage by Lebanon Group along West Bay Road. For Radio Cayman News, I'm Paula Cal. In other local news, are seeing changes in our coral community. A new report shows that while 87% of the reefs surveyed in Little Cayman are in good or very good health, the types of corals thriving there are changing. Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller reports. The Central Caribbean Marine Institute's Healthy Reef Report provides insight into life on the reefs, comparing the state of coral and fish populations to 24 years of data collected using the same methods. Director of Research Dr. Gretchen Gubali-Gringley says last year's data shows 22% coral cover across Cayman, and the surveys show that while coral cover remains consistent, there are shifts in the species which are dominating the reef. She says there are more small, weedy corals and a reduction in size of corals overall. It's actually a pretty large shift in the function of this reef. So you're losing your big, massive, boulder corals. These corals are what make the reef. These are the corals that are building and keeping the island up with sea level rise. They're protecting our shore from waves and storms. So the loss of these large, boulder, domed corals will have major implications for the stability of island ecosystems. The loss of the branching corals is going to reduce habitat complexity. This is basically homes or shelters for all the little organisms that live within the reef. They require this complex habitat. So overall, if we're losing these two major functional groups, your reef becomes flat and less diverse. These shifts in dominant species and declining recruitment are taking place in Little Cayman and across the Caribbean. The doctor says if there is a significant bleaching event, quote, ever more likely in currently warming ocean conditions and in an El Nino year like 2023, the coral populations are at great risk as there are so few records, a.k.a. baby corals, found on the reefs. So the fact that we are seeing this shift in species composition means that despite the fact that our overall coral cover is remaining high, we're still not completely immune to these impacts of global climate change and human uh, impacts on our reef because there is a change that's happening and we just have to continue to protect that reef to make sure that we don't see any further declines. Little Cayman's marine protected areas are one of only seven sites across the United Kingdom and overseas territories to be advanced for UNESCO World Heritage Site consideration. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Carsley Fuller. You could find the full 2022 Healthy Reefs report online at reefresearch.org.
Government's Wellness Committee is raising awareness of gender violence with the viewing of the 2022 film Alice Darling at Kamada Bay Cinema, the committee's third annual movie night. And this movie talks about gender violence and the idea for all of these movies that we that the Wellness Committee puts on is to pick a topic that's pertinent in our community to provide education and to help the citizens of these islands know or give awareness of where they can go and what support is out there in the community for them if they need the help. Wellness coordinator Tara Bush tells Radio Cayman after the movie there will be a discussion panel on the subject of gender violence education featuring panelists from the Crisis Center and Counseling Center. The event is free to the public and begins at 6.15 tomorrow. If you're interested, you're encouraged to register. Email wellness at gov.ky for more. That is your latest local news. From Radio Cayman's newsroom, I'm Shanda Gallego.